Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Squiggly Careers podcast. I'm Helen Tupper. I'm one half of your normal host. I'm normally joined by Sarah, but actually every day this week, instead of Sarah, I am going to be talking to a different guest as part of our Setting Yourself Up for Success series. We've got five different podcast episodes, all on different topics, and I'll give you a bit of an overview in a moment, but it's all designed to help you with work right now. So this series is really about inspiring you and giving you lots of ideas for action We know it's a hard time right now at work. We are all pulling on our resilience reserves and feels like we're coping with constant change. And so we wanted this week to be a series of positive and practical conversations that could give you a bit of control back. And we wanted to cover five different topics and also bring some different voices so that you're learning from other people as well. So yesterday was all about putting your strengths to work. And that was me talking to Marcus Buckingham. Today is going to be about building your personal brand. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second. Tomorrow, we're talking about the power of rest and how you can get more done by doing less, which sounds lovely. On Thursday, we've got speaking up with confidence. And then finally, the last episode of this series is about work, health and well-being. So back to today then. We will be talking to the award-winning and brilliant entrepreneur, Bianca Miller-Cole. Bianca's career is just fascinating. I mean, I could have just had the whole episode talking about her and her career. She's run several different businesses. Uh, you may know her from getting to the final of The Apprentice back in 2014. She's an author of a book called Self Made, and she's also a successful public speaker. And that's just part of the things that Bianca does, to be honest. She's She's brilliant. And she's also a real expert in personal branding. And what I love about Bianca and her approach when she talks about personal branding is she's genuinely passionate about helping people to show up as their best. It comes across in how excited she gets when she shares her advice. And, and that's the other thing that I love is how practical her advice is. I know that you're going to be able to take lots of different things that you can do away from this conversation. And we discuss like what are the elements of personal branding, some of the traps that people can fall into when they're building their brand or some of the things that they might miss out. And then we have three brave listeners who shared their personal branding challenge with us and Bianca discusses them in the conversation and shares advice with them. Now, we made sure as well that when we when we looked at some of the different listener challenges that they would have quite broad appeal. So the challenges that we deal with are somebody who wants their skills to stand out more, someone who's got a portfolio career and wonders how best they're going to communicate that, and somebody who has just launched a recent side project as a coach and is curious about how they can find 
find a unique space for their brand. So I really hope you enjoy listening and that you take lots away from this conversation. I really loved talking to Bianca. We laughed a lot and I also took down a lot of notes for myself as well. So I hope you do too. So Bianca, welcome to the Squiggly Careers podcast. Thank you for having me. Let's start with our first question then, which is about that term, personal branding. Sometimes when Sarah and I talk about personal branding, I can see her cringe like a little bit. I like the term. I think she finds the term personal branding. Like she knows how important it is, but she's like, but it doesn't sound very, it sounds a bit too 1980s corporate. What does it mean to have a personal brand and how do you articulate it to other people it's so interesting you say that I've noticed recently with speaking to more clients they don't seem to like the term some people love it like yeah personal brand and some people (laughs) want to say personal impact or or you know personal market or developing you and the brand element seems to throw people because I think most people associate brands with big corporate entities or businesses they don't often associate it with themselves And the reality is we all have a personal brand and a personal brand is fundamentally how you're perceived. So Guy Kawasaki said, brands are built on what people are saying about you, not what you're saying about yourself. So it's the things that people say when you're not in the room, it's the perception that you carry and everyone has a personal brand. The difference or at least the positive differentiator is the people who know they have a personal brand and have worked hard to make sure it's maintained and is illustrative of truly who they are and what they represent and how they add value. And then the people who don't realise they have a personal brand and sometimes just go about life and, and are not articulating who they are and the value they add and are therefore not getting the best opportunities for themselves in their career and in their business. You know, Sarah and I, obviously, we talk a lot about squiggly careers and the idea that careers aren't predictable. We're in environments where there's a lot of change. People's roles are being like reshaped all the time. Jobs are disappearing and appearing and people are moving around more. And in the context of careers which have that like movement, do you think personal branding becomes more important it's just as important as it always was I guess I'm thinking how does that evolve in line with squiggly careers sure I think that when you think about a squiggly career really it when from a personal branding perspective it's your brand story it's about where you were what you did what you learned where you are today how have you taken that information that you learned over there into this new decision this new career and how are you going to use that knowledge to help you facilitate what you're doing tomorrow when you were that what did you learn what have you taken from that experience that you can now use to support to supplement to complement the work that you're doing today and I think most people seem to think that they need to have a point of separation Mm. when in actuality people want to hear from real people they want to hear a story they want to hear that journey and that journey of where you were and where you are today is all part of your story and that's what makes you unique. And so use that positively to really articulate who you are today and and how you got there. I was thinking as you were talking about where would a story start if someone was saying, oh, I like this idea about a squiggly career story, but where do I start? Have you got any tips as the expert in building like stories and career narratives and, and things like that? Are there any other tips that you've got for helping people just like sharpen their story? I think when you're thinking about your story, you kind of unpick a thread of where it started. I always loved being creative. I always loved helping people. And that's the other thing for me. It was the entrepreneurial element, but also helping people. I love Mm. listening to people. I love understanding their goals and helping them understand how to get there, how to make it a reality. So that those two things together helped me find what I was passionate about. 
So if we really went back and started unpicking what excites me, what do I want to do? What's that thread that continues to go throughout my career? You'll probably find that thing that sparks your attention, that gets you excited. I feel like it's a bit like whack-a-mole in that these things, they pop up, don't they? Like your entrepreneurial spirit, you couldn't, it kept coming up. It didn't matter what you were doing. It's part of you and it becomes, so I think like look back at your career history and see those things that keep like, keep coming up consistently. Because... And the things that other people say about you consistently. Mm. So you'll find if you really look back, if you really, you know, dug deeper and thought about what other people say about you, often you'll find the thing that is underpinning what your values are that you've maybe not even realised, but everyone says, oh, wow, she's so helpful. She's so clear. She's got, you know, she really likes to help people or she's really creative or you're really good at math. Like there's always Mm. something that people have said that you start to think, actually, maybe there's something in that that I can now Mm. take and, and make as part of my career or my business. If we were like to deconstruct personal brand into its like pieces, what are some of the most significant bits of our profile that contribute towards this this personal brand? So when I deliver um, sessions on personal branding, we have what we call the four pillars of personal branding, which is PAC. So P for presentation, A for approach, C for communication and K for knowledge. And in those four key pillars, we're talking about a variety of different things, but it is, you know, the first seven seconds to make an impression. So how are you dressed? How is that making an impact on your personal brand? And that's not to say that we want everyone to dress the same. You have to dress in a way that you feel best illustrates your personal brand, the culture of the organization you're working in and how you want to represent yourself, because that's important part of building that personal brand. You've got approach, we're thinking about, you know, how are you actively connecting with people? What is your body language saying when you're meeting someone for the first time? You know, all of those sorts of things that will really help in the approach you have to building those relationships, to getting your personal brand out there. And then we've got communication. So we think about communication, yes, that's where social media comes in a lot of the time, because now, as I said, as part of our, you know, our lives, social media and the internet is quite an important part of that. So how are we articulating who we are, what we do, what our values are on the likes of LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? And I'm a firm believer in all of my social media is open because I'm a firm believer in we are uh, representing different versions of ourselves sometimes on different platforms. And so it's about creating a balance that you're happy with, but that you feel portrays your personal brand and who you are. And then communication is also about that visual, verbal and vocal communication. So when you are speaking to someone, are you asking the right questions? Are you connecting with them? Does your voice sound like you're interested, that you're passionate, that you're confident? And then finally, K for knowledge. So essentially that underpins your personal brand. So what are the experiences you've had? Where have you worked? Who have you supported? How many people have been in the team you've worked in? What is your capacity for capabilities? What else could you be doing? Could you be pushing yourself further? Who else knows the work that you're doing? Who do you want to be known by? What do you want to be known for? That's where you really just bring it together. And, And for me, that's what personal branding is about. It's about those four key elements and just thinking, how do I want to be perceived? Who do I need to connect with? And how can I build a network that would also support me in my dreams and endeavours? So in, in the context of building brands then, building personal brands, do you ever see any like mistakes that people make or traps that people fall into where you think it holds it holds their brand back? Yeah, so, so there's a few. So one is, and I have a couple of clients who are guilty of this, just not putting any information or, or much information on LinkedIn at all. So they've got a profile, they kind of just stuck their name on it and where they work. 
but that's it. They've, they've not made any effort to say, what is it they do? How do they contribute great value to the organization? How many people are they responsible for? Or what are their day-to-day responsibilities? They've not put a picture up, for example. And these are just little things that can make a huge difference whether with whether someone wants to connect with them or not. Or they've just not connected with anyone. They've put the profile up because they feel like they should, but they're not connected with anyone. <laughs> like they, well, they've got, you know, three people on there and their team, you know, is a hundred odd people. And you think, well, why have you not made an effort to build those relationships? Because fundamentally, when it comes down to it, they may not stay in that organization forever, but those relationships can continue to exist. So you want to connect with the people you're working with now so that if you move on or if they move on, you can still maintain those relationships. You can still go back to them and say, oh, great, I saw you got a new job. Congratulations. How's it going? Do you fancy a coffee? Do you fancy a Zoom call? Because actually it's those relationships that you can utilize in the future and it may not be for financial gain. It might just be to build friendships. So I think it's important to keep building. So having nothing on your LinkedIn profile then and not sort of using it as an active tool for your brand, that's one of the maybe mistakes that people make. Any other things that you see that people commonly don't do brilliantly when they're thinking about their brand? Uh, Just even connecting with, with people in the wider team. So even prior to LinkedIn, so let's, let's move social media aside for a second. Think about who is in your team and the people who should be aware of what you do. So I always get my clients to map out what they want to be known for, who they would like to be known by and who they are currently known by. Right. Because what you find is people, when they say who they're currently known by, it's their peers. It's the people who are on a similar level to them, people they get on with really well. They might go to lunch with them and so on. And that's great. That's a good cohort to be friendly with. But actually, the people who they need to be known by is often the people in the senior leadership team. It might be someone in a different department. It might be the CEO, the man. It doesn't matter. You know, you need to really map out who do you need to be known by in order to achieve whatever your career aspirations are. And if they don't currently know who you are, what you do, why not? And what are you going to do about it? And so it's about really thinking, how can I build that stakeholder matrix that then gets me the advocacy that I need to then get opportunities? We all know that 70% of roles are filled via networks and never publicly advertised. So the reality is people are getting opportunities because of the people they know. So it is on you to build those relationships and make people aware of what it is you do and how you do it. And you need to have that clarity and sense of purpose. So for me, I'm always saying to people, okay, well, what, what is it you want to do? Okay, so, okay, are you clear about what you want to do? What is your sense of purpose? What are your goals? Because without that, how can you then connect with the right people? How can you then tell people what you want to do if you don't really know it yet yourself? And I think that's really important. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So Bianca and I were reflecting on how can we give people the best actionable advice to help them on the Squiggly Careers podcast. And we thought that one of the ways that we could do that is by looking at the profiles of some of the people that listen to the Squiggly Careers podcast. So we had lots of people via Instagram that sent us their profiles for Bianca to have a look at, more than Bianca could have had a look at. And so we selected three people. So we selected Anna, K-Marine and Robbie. And Bianca's had a look at websites and LinkedIn profiles and CVs that those three people have sent us and has got some thoughts on in the context of where their career is at the moment and what they want to achieve, what they could do differently with their brand. So what we're going to do now is talk through Anna and K-Marine's and Robbie's personal brand and get some insights about what's working well and what might be even better if for what they're trying to achieve. But it isn't just about Anna and K-Marine and Rob, it is about you listening as well. So the reason that we've selected these three people is that we think that their, their career sort of circumstance and the reason that they ask for help, we think that this is going to be applicable to quite a lot of people. So I feel like I'm really, well, I'm probably not challenging Bianca because it's something that she does all the time, but we don't normally ask everybody to do this on the podcast, but we thought it'd be helpful. We're going to go through each person. I'm going to give you a little bit of their career context, and then Bianca's going to share some of her thoughts from having looked at the resources that they shared with us. Good to go, Bianca? Good to go. So we're going to start with Anna and Anna's context is that she's kind of in in a mix of a bit of career confusion. There's quite a lot going on. She's got quite a lot of choices in front of her. She's not entirely sure about what she wants to do next or where she wants to go, but she really wants her brand to create a positive impression. So she's got an idea of how she wants to be seen and how she wants to come across, but not just yet what she wants to do yet. And so she, her question to us was, how can I create this positive impression? Maybe while in the background I'm working out clarity on all the other things and um, so what were your thoughts there about using the brand to create a personal impression Bianca? I, I felt that having a look at her LinkedIn that the sense of confusion that she currently feels was quite illustrated on the LinkedIn um, mm-hmm. I feel like we need to get Anna to a place where she has more clarity in terms of not only what she wants to do but what she wants to be known for So when I looked at her LinkedIn, so as an example, I'm a big fan of underneath your name on LinkedIn, there's a section called the headline. I'm a big fan of having a headline that is keyword heavy as opposed to a sentence. And I'll explain why. So, for example, Anna's sentence underneath her name says facilitating multidisciplinary teams to ensure organizations are equipped to make the right changes to meet user needs and exceed employee expectations. Now, it's fine having a sentence. I don't have an issue of having a sentence as opposed to keywords. It's entirely up to you. However, that sentence is quite heavy. It's quite wordy. And it doesn't actually tell me what she does, in my opinion. And on the about section, I'm a big fan of the about section. I think lots of people miss that bit out. They just kind of crack on with writing the CV bit. You know, I worked here, I worked there for this amount of time. For me, the about section is like your online elevator pitch. That's your opportunity to illustrate what you do, how you do it, who you do it for and why you do it. And I think she hasn't really illustrated the value that she brings to clients. So have some bullet points that clearly illustrate 
this, this, and this. This is what I do. This is how I can help you. This is how I'll do it. This is who I've worked with. Make it so clear that if someone could just skim read it and then get a really clear, concise overview of what you do and how you can help them. Okay, love it. Okay, so let's go on to our next one. I love our next one. So this is Kay Marine, and Kay Marine's got a portfolio career. It's a brilliant portfolio career because it ranges from a business which is all about hair extensions, uh, which is called Celebrity Main, which I love. And then she's also a business psychologist and coaching. So she's got quite quite a few streams to her portfolio career and they're quite different from each other and so her question was about well how can I manage my personal brand most effectively given that I do do a few things and that they are quite different and she talked about you know I've got this Instagram profile here for this part of my business and this one for the other part and is that okay or not should I bring it together more what are your thoughts so I I definitely think with her Instagram pages she should keep them separate So I think her psychology business and her hair business are two businesses that are are not linked. So when I looked at her LinkedIn profile, so her headline, she's used instead business psychologist and executive coach at KAP Associates Limited. And that's fine. However, you have to think like the customer again, unless they know your business name, they are not typing in KAP Associates. So you're essentially wasting space because in that space, you could have had business psychologist, executive coach, expert in diversity and inclusion, mentor for, I think she said she mentors women, mentor for women. These are key words that will help people to understand straight away, this is what she does. And then as I went further down her profile, she has a list of exceptional clients, the Shangri-La Hotel Group, the NHS, Vodafone, NatWest, Saudi Arabia University, these are enviable clients. Why are they not in the about section? Why are they not shouted about? Why, why did I have to scroll to find it? Let's, let's put the things that we're good at, the things that you know, will really show our, our reputation and, and the level of expertise we have. Let's put that at the top. Make it easy for someone to find. So use the brand you work with to build your profile. So last but not least, Robbie, and we're going back to coaching here. And I, I think this is actually a really nice and nice build in that Robbie is someone I know through our Instagram community as well and is so passionate about coaching and has recently started a sort of coaching business as a side project. But equally, he knows that he it's a market where there's quite a lot of people operating in there and he's thinking about well, how do I how do I attract new clients and how do I, you know, make sure that my business is distinct and it stands out so I think the question is you know how do we use our personal brand and make sure it's distinctive and unique and in this particular situation attracts clients so I will say with Robbie he's done a really good thing he's put a picture a background picture behind his LinkedIn profile and the background picture says the name of his brand and the key things that they deliver so that's another really good thing to do so use the profile you know he's got so many options on there why not use it however he's missing a photo of himself Now, people, and this might just be because I haven't connected with him yet, but if that is the case, he needs to make sure his profile is not on the private setting, which means your photo is not viewable. Because lots of people do that and don't realise you want to see the person. You know, this coaching is such a personal experience that you, you know, you shouldn't, it shouldn't just be about how they look, but it is. You want to see that there's someone, oh, there's a, there's a real person behind that. It's not a robot coaching service, you know, so, and then, um, or change your privacy setting so everyone can see your, your beautiful face and this will help with the next tip which is to improve his number of followers and connections now he hasn't gotten a bad amount he's got 938 which is which is a sizable amount of followers and connections however I'm a big believer in building that network out and connecting with more people let's really get out there who you help why you help them and and maybe make some articles to to suit that so you become an expert in your field 
Bianca, thank you so much for, you know, talking us through personal branding and what it looks like today, but also for deep diving and spending some time looking at those people's profiles. I know that they will appreciate it. And I know that everyone listening will have their own connections with some of the things that you've said. We always ask people to share their best piece of career advice with us and with our listeners. What is something that has helped you or inspired you along along your squiggly journey that you've shared with us? I think the biggest tip is you are responsible for your career, so take ownership of it. And I think that's regardless of whether you're an entrepreneur or you're in a career, a career professional, you are responsible and you should take ownership. So don't leave it for someone else to make decisions for you. Think about what you want to achieve. Think about the support and structure you need around you to make that possible. And then start building those networks and building your personal brand to enable you to have those experiences and to get those opportunities. And in the same breath, it's putting yourself forward. You know, there will be times where you're fearful. There'll be times where something seems really unusual, really scary, but it is your responsibility to get yourself that seat at the table, to put yourself forward, to put your hand up and to push yourself outside of, you know, your perceived boundaries to try something new because it's in trying new things that you find the things that get you excited, that you're passionate about. And, you know, that might result in a a pivot, a career pivot or a squiggle. But look, (laughs) that is part of the journey. And I think that's what makes your career so fun. Take responsibility of it. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation today. I am a big Bianca fan. I love her work. If you want to find out a bit more about Bianca's work, you can do that by going to her website, which is just biancamiller.uk. You can follow her on Instagram at biancamillerofficial and you can buy her book Self-Made wherever you get your books. We would love your reflections on the conversation. You can share that with us on Instagram. If you like Instagram, we're just at amazingif. You know, maybe follow us and drop us a message there. Or you can email us that's easier at Helen and Sarah at squigglycareers.com let us know what you like to let us know what action you're going to take we're always curious about that and tomorrow I'll be talking to author Alex Pang about the importance of rest and how we can get more done by working less we hugely appreciate you choosing to spend the time with us and we hope that we're helpful for your career thinking and that we support you in taking action if that is true if you do value this podcast we'd love it if you could help us to reach more people so that we can help more people the easiest way of doing that is what we call a five minute favor by leaving us a review wherever you listen to this podcast it just helps us to show up in those algorithms so that more people can find squiggly careers so thank you again and look forward to being with you soon bye everyone Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 